Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to It Is What It Is, powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. And guess what, y'all? Since it's the weekend, we have got a threefer for you today. That's right, a threefer. Uh, we've got head coach Matt Rule. We've got punter Joe Charlton. Uh, he made it very clear during his um, press conference that he prefers Joe to Joseph. And uh, backup quarterback or third-string quarterback, depending on how you look at it, Will Greer, uh, second-year quarterback is probably a better way to put it. Interesting stuff from all three guys, uh, especially after Joe Charlton had been kind of maligned through the media for some of those shanked punts that he had in practice. Uh, He talked about how, obviously, practices for mistakes and then clarified one of those punts was actually a good ball. Uh, Will Greer was absolutely fantastic and just very interesting to take a look back at his rookie season. Says that he was a failure as a backup quarterback. Said he wasn't ready to go into the game. Didn't know what it was to play in the NFL. Just very honest and open about both himself and his play from last year. So I would highly encourage you to listen to that. That's going to be up first Then you'll hear from head coach Matt Rule about his first practice inside Bank of America Stadium, what that was like, what he's seeing from his team, how he likes to go about ones versus twos, twos versus threes. He'll talk about the black jerseys that the starters are wearing and obviously lots of other stuff in there. So encourage you to listen to the entire thing and we will see you back again uh, on Monday for the next episode of It Is What It Is. Hope you all have a great weekend. Leave us a five-star review. Hey, Will, this is Brett Jensen with WBT. Um, Just how things have been going so far. I mean, the other day, uh, Coach said that, you know, P.J. started out ahead of you, but in the last week or so, you've really caught up. How have things been going this camp compared to last camp? Hey, Brett. Uh, things are going well. Um, you know, I think any camp, you're dealing with adversity uh, as part of camp, and you just kind of got to fight through it. Um, you know, my theme for camp has been me against me. Um, there's a lot of things that I learned last year um, with my experience um, that, you know, I had to get better on that I worked on in the off season that I tried to implement and, um, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but I've liked my process and, um, feel more confident and, and like where I'm at. And it's, you know, it's just a, it's a work in progress. Got to keep moving forward. Hey, Will, David Newton, I wanted to ask you how much more comfortable you feel in this offense with Brady versus what you had last year. Does it better fit your style? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, not to say last year didn't fit my style. I mean, um, they're different. I think the way that they're, the offense is called is a little different. Um, last year was new to me the way it was it was called. Um, the plays and stuff were kind of the same, but I had trouble um, last year just with the just, – just calling plays. Um, so this is a little more – it makes a little more sense to me to just, just call the play, which frankly just makes it, you know, less thinking. Um, but as far as just the style goes, you know, I think the style is that we're, our identity is still kind of growing. We're still kind of learning what that is this year. Um, 
and I kind of pride myself in being able to do anything. I think that's the attitude I got to have at the end of the day. You know, this is, you know, Teddy's a starter and it's really about him and what he's comfortable with. Um, and, and I have to, I'm comfortable with anything. I'd be ready to go. Um, if my number is called and, and that's kind of the way I treat it. So. Hey, Will, uh, Jason Huber with WFNZ mentioning Teddy and being ready to go. Uh, he told us, I think last week that he sat down with you and PJ and kind of let him let you guys know about a story last year when it was his number called uh, for Drew Brees. Can you just kind of, you know, talk about that story and, and how that kind of motivated you guys? Yeah, it was, no, it was great insight. Um, just, you know, being in this league, trying to learn from other people is, is huge in, in your own development. Um, and hearing Teddy talk about his experience um, in New Orleans has been great, learned a lot from it. And, um, you know, it just it goes back to the theme that you got to battle with yourself every day. It's the way I look at it is like, how can I continue to get better and continue to stay ready? Um, because you really don't know when your number will be called. I mean, it, it's uh, that's just the nature of the business. So you have to be ready. You have to always be preparing like you're going to play. And, um, you know, that's easier said than done, but I think that's a, that's part of the process and part of my job here. And, um, I'm still learning and kind of learned a lot last year. Uh, it was my first time doing it last year. So I kind of have, you know, some experience now on, on how to attack a game week or, you know, go into a season. So I, it's, uh, like I said, that's been part of my process, part of my learning experience. And I feel good with where I'm at. Hey, Will, it's Joe following up on that. What would you say uh, specifically in terms of your readiness this year compared to last? Could you give us a couple examples of just how maybe the game slowed down and and how how were you able to do all this despite Corona? Yeah, um, the game definitely has slowed down. I think that just is, is time and experience and reps. Um, I think I'm, I'm seeing the field a lot better this year um, for – a variety of different reasons. Um, I, I feel more confident. Um, I think the experience last year was good for just going into the off season. Um, it gave me a lot to learn from and a lot to build off of. Um, I, I was be, I was able to be specific in what I was doing in the off season to kind of get better. Um, and I, I really think that the you know, obviously I'm learning a new offense again, but it's, it's, it has come faster to me um, for whatever reason than it did last year. And I think part of that is just, you know, learning a new offense last year. It was my first time doing it. I went into this year kind of knowing the important things to learn the offense fast and go out there and be comfortable in practice. Um, picked it up a lot faster. I was, I was better at preparing this year than I was last year in that aspect as well, which helps you play faster and often see the field and everything. It's kind of a kind of a ripple effect. Well, hey. uh, this is Miles Simmons from Panthers.com. Uh, how was getting into the stadium for practice today and how much kind of extra juice maybe did that give you guys? Yeah, I think anytime you get to go in the stadium, it, it, it gives you, uh, you know, like you said, some extra juice. I think guys kind of, there's a different feeling. Um, it was good to get out there and kind of, you know, without preseason, you know, hearing how the, the you know, how it's going to sound out there was, uh, you know, it was good to just, you know, kind of get comfortable with it because uh, it's going to be different. Um, so that's going to be, 
you know, obviously I, I think it's smart that we did that now and not just going to the first game without knowing. So it was good to, to kind of learn that and, um, you know, try to make it real as, as possible. I, I try to make every rep um, like a game, but obviously when you get, get to go in the stadium and just kind of feel the atmosphere, um, it, it feels more game-like. Um, so it's good to kind of get out there and, and get reps on the, on the game field. Hey, Will. Uh, Jonathan Alexander with the Charlotte Observer. Hope you're doing well. Um, Thanks, bud. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, you know, a lot of people seem uh, really confident in, in Teddy and assuming you felt that, that way. You know, at what point did you feel like, you know, he'd be right for this team? Uh, Teddy is a very cerebral quarterback. I was, I've, I've, I've continued to be impressed with his um, – the depth of his knowledge of the game has, has, has been really impressive, and I've learned a lot from him already. Um, obviously, kind of being in a similar system or, or just playing in the NFL for a long time, he's just learned a lot of football. Um, and, you know, he's given me – like, just watching film with him, I've, I've learned a lot about the way he thinks about the game and stuff. And um, have been really impressed with, impressed with the way he attacks the day. He attacks the meeting room. Um, and it's, it's helped me a lot. Um, and I think at the quarterback position, that's so important. You know, obviously, he's a talented guy. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that can throw the ball well, um, but he really takes to the next level on, on the mental side. He's very sharp. Uh, he knows his reads. He knows where he wants guys. He knows defense. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that makes a great quarterback, makes a starter in this league, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm you know, trying to learn and implement in my game. Well, this is Brett again. I'm curious because last year, you know, you started the season basically as the third team. You weren't getting many reps, and then all of a sudden – you're, you're called upon, you know, to start and everything else. I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but was it almost too much too soon? Did it overwhelm you a little bit last year? Yeah, I mean, I, like I, don't, I don't know if overwhelm is the, is the right word. I, I think, you know, last year was tough for a lot of different reasons. And, but at the end of the day, like I said, I just – I used it as a learning experience. Um, you know, th these decisions aren't aren't up to us. They're not up to me. I didn't do a good job, similar to Teddy and his experience, of staying ready. I think that when you're in that position in any, you know, in any quarterback room, you know, you can go from the three to the one really quick. Happened a couple of years ago with uh, Kyle and, and Taylor Heineke. Um, you just – you really just don't know. Um, and I didn't really understand that. Um, and obviously, it's the first time I've ever been a backup. And, and, you know, there, there's a lot of things that kind of, you know, go with that, um, that you, you know, that I, that I learned. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's part of the experience and part of, you know, my personal journey and growth and, and career. And, and I think I'm glad it happened. I'm glad I got the experience. It made me better. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that was, that was maybe their goal of it last year was to, you know, to challenge me and make me better. And I think, you know, I, I like I said, I've used it as, you know, experience to grow. So. Well, David Newton, again, uh, having said that about being a backup for the first time, uh, Teddy had to go after having a job in an NFL starter, you know, to being a backup basically for, what, four years now to finally get his second opportunity. Has he talked to you guys about that? Can you imagine about the mental aspect of having to handle that and what that's like? Yeah, no, we, I mean, we haven't uh, talked much about it. He shared his experience, which was, which was great. Um, you know, Teddy's had a long career. A lot of different things have happened in his career. He's had a lot of success. He's been hurt. He's dealt with a lot of adversity. He's dealt with success. He's dealt with a lot of different things. 
Um, I think he's, you know, more than ready. This guy's a leader. He understands what it takes to, to win. He understands how to talk to a team, talk to an offense. Um, you know, I think he knew what he was getting into when he, when he, you know, when they made the deal work and he came to Carolina, I think he understands that, you know, this is his team. He wants to come in here and win football games. And he's, you know, coming here every day with that attitude. And, um, and like I said, I've learned a lot from him and respect um, what he's doing. It will. Have they said whether they uh, plan to keep three quarterbacks? And then secondly, it sounds like you're pretty much preparing to play with no fans. Yeah. That, I mean, I think you got to, you know, be prepared for anything. We don't know. And coach does a good job of kind of keeping us on our toes with, you know, situations. Sometimes we don't know what's going on and he'll just, you know, call a situation out, which I, I've enjoyed, you know, not knowing, not necessarily having the script and just being able to go and call it and run a play. Um, and I think that's kind of how we have to attack the season. Like, you know, we don't, we don't really know what's going to happen. Um, have to be ready, have to be prepared for anything. Um, you know, as far as how many quarterbacks they keep, I, I mean, I, it, that's that's an upstairs thing. Again, I'm like, for me, it's about me against me preparing to play. I, they haven't told us anything, so you know, we fight every day. Uh, you know, I fight every day to to beat myself and challenge myself and continue to get better. Um, haven't haven't gotten, you know, haven't heard anything as far as roster. Hey, well, it's Elena from The Observer. I was wondering, is there anything like this offseason outside of learning this offense like that you did to, you know, better yourself or something that you really wanted to work on coming off of last season? Yeah, so um, offseason was great. You know, obviously last year um, when you're a rookie, you don't really get the offseason. So, you know, last year is the first time I really got to sit down and reflect. Um, and quite frankly, I had to work on everything. Um, I know that's the kind of a that's not the answer you want to hear, but that it's the truth. I mean, there's, you know, kind of had to press the reset button, get back to the basics, get back to fundamentals. Um, I worked with my dad, just you know, accuracy, just just really taking it back to the fundamentals of playing football and building from there. Um, and and like I said, I I needed work in all aspects of my game. I wasn't happy with the way I performed last year, and I got my opportunity, and it really you know, kind of set things off in my brain um, and, you know, kind of took a, just took a 180. Um, to tell you more specifically what we did, um, you know, COVID obviously has caused all kinds of things and, and made it challenging. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're not, you know, going to put an asterisk by the season and say, well, COVID happened. So, you know, you don't, that, but I had to, you have to accept that as a challenge, accept the adversity we were dealt with um, and find ways to get better. So, you know, we got creative with it. Um, you know, I got a net in my small backyard and was just working accuracy some days, you know, I, you know, made a makeshift weight room at my house, you know, I was just finding ways to, you know, push myself and figure out a way to get better during that time. Um, you know, not ideal, but, but also there's, there's no excuses in this game. Like I said, nobody cares what the situation was in the off season. It's on us to get ready and get prepared. So that's the way I, I looked at it. Hey, Will, um, I know that you guys had the, the crowd noise piped in and the music going, um, but there were times when they would just cut everything. Um, what was that like being on the field and it's just completely silent out there um, at Bank of America Stadium? Yeah, it's definitely uh, – it's different. Um, you know, there's 
it's, it's really, it's almost like an energy thing um, with people in the stands, even when it's quiet, like you said, like it's never just silent. You kind of can feel the energy of the stadium. You feel people, you feel, you, know, you, you kind of feel that. It's not even like a sound thing. Um, and that, and that's different. Even with the music on, it's different. Um, the, the background's different. You see, like, as you're going through, you know, reads and progressions and stuff, if it's empty, you know, that all that's, all that's different. And, um, it was good to get out there and kind of see that and, and practice that and be ready. Like I said, we had to prepare for everything. So it was good to kind of prepare for that because um, it is different. Hey, Will, uh, Jason Huberg, and you mentioned, and you, you, I think you mentioned this near the end of last year too, that you, you've never been a backup in your career. Was it as, as hard as, because you had to have known coming into the NFL, it's going to take some time to work up to be a starter. Was it a lot harder than maybe you thought and something that you, you know, really learn, Hey, I have to adjust into this backup role. Uh, absolutely. That was the, that was the biggest adjustment for me last year is just learning how to handle day in and day out again, me against me. That was something that I failed miserably at last year. Um, but I think that's where you make the biggest jumps is learning from your failures. And, and, and I failed last year at that. I, I mean, straight up was bad at, um, at being a backup. Um, and, like I said, I learned a lot from it and, uh, you know, feel more ready to go this year. Well, just kind of on a different note, I know you have two young children at home. Just what's this kind of like for you dealing with COVID and going in every day, and, you know, also being with your family and that mindset for you? Yeah, it's, I mean, this is, you know, scary. Um, my wife has asthma. Um, you know, it's not, you know, life-threatening asthma, but it is, you know, one of the things they'd say is, you know, a pre-existing condition that can, you know, that COVID can be harmful to people with asthma. So it's scary. Um, you know, we've taken, you know, back since this all started January, February, we've taken every precaution. We've quarantined. We've been very smart, um, trying to follow all health guidelines and, and just stay safe. You know, this, uh, you know, they've done a great job of making us feel safe here. Um, at work and you know we have our own ecosystem at home where we stay safe um, you know we, we have to practice you know healthy safe um, you know washing our hands we're doing all the all the little things that you can do uh, social distancing and you know it's tough um, we just decided actually to um, basically I mean we didn't even see our family for a couple months like that that also lives in Charlotte which was tough um you know obviously I'm very close to my family and we just kind of had to shut it down I have an older grandma that wants to see her granddaughters right and it's a tough thing to say you know you got to come stand at the gate and social distance and talk to her like that that's hard like but you know that's that was in, it was important to us to you know keep everybody safe and safe and healthy and until we hear otherwise we're going to continue to do everything we can to um, to stay healthy. Hey, I'm curious, uh, for those of us that got to watch you today, we do, we have our own thoughts how you did. How would you say how you did today? Uh, I mean, this is all a process. I enjoyed uh, just just taking reps. Like I said, it wasn't a scripted day. So you don't you have a call sheet. You don't know what's going to get called. You don't know what the situation is going to be. You're going to go out there and, and react. Um, and I thought... You know, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I, the game has slowed down a lot for me. Um, I'm seeing the field better. I'm taking care of the ball. Um, 
you know, there's, there's always little things that I can work on and get better at. Um, and, you know, for example, there's, you know, there's certain, certain times that, you know, I got to be better about, you know, getting through finding the back when I get pressure and not looking to run. Um, knowing where my back is on every play, I've emphasized that and I've done a better job at that, but continue to work on that. Um, and then there's things I think I do well. I think I'm throwing the ball well. I'm confident in the, uh, in the way I'm throwing the ball, how I'm placing it. I'm confident in my accuracy. Um, I got to keep, you know, learning this offense, learning how the offense flows and, um, you know, just continue to grow in the offense. Um, and it's, it's really all mental for me is what I, like I, it's, the throwing aspect is something you work in the off season, like the way I'm throwing the ball. Uh, what I'm emphasizing and what is important to me is the mental side of the game is what, like getting through my reads, being an efficient, uh, high complete, high completion percentage quarterback uh, and taking care of the ball. We've got time for a couple well, for Will guys, a couple more for him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to, on Joe Brady, um, I don't know how much you studied him when he was at LSU or what, but what have you learned about him? Um, that makes him unique compared to other coordinators or quarterback coaches you've worked with? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a young guy. Uh, obviously, you guys know how old he is, but he's very football mature. He's, he's, a, he's really smart um, and has, has really done, I mean, he's obviously done well with, with where he's at, but I think since we've been together here, he's done a good job of just kind of figuring out what we're good at and trying to implement it. You know, he's, um, it's not just, you know, I'm calling this play and you got to make this work. It's let's communicate about what we're good at and, you know, try to implement those things. Um, really enjoyed working with him so far. Anything else, guys? Hey, Will, um, uh, just about a specific player, uh, Miles Hartsfield had, uh, I think he had an interception and a rushing touchdown today. Have you ever seen that in a practice and just kind of your impressions of him as he kind of switches sides during, uh, during the, during practice? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I've seen that before. I've seen guys in college kind of switch sides. Uh, not, not, nothing like that last year. Um, but I mean, that he's an impressive guy. Honestly, he's kind of caught my eye uh, in camp. Just he's whatever you tell him to do, he's going to do it and doing it a hundred percent. And you know, his steps might be off at running back sometimes, but you forgive a guy like that that's going back and forth. Um, and he's going at a hundred percent, man, and just you know, playing his heart out. And you got to respect that. You know, from my obviously, I'm not going to jump on defense and play safety, right? But I respect guys that that do that and they're willing to do that. I mean, for me, it's like, those are the guys that you want on your team that you want to play with. It'll do anything. Like, obviously, I don't, I don't think coach thinks I'm a good safety, but if he told me to play safety, I'd strap it up and go give it a try. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the, that's the expectation I set for myself. And it's good to see other guys that are willing to do that as well. So. Hey, Will, have any of the young receivers uh, caught your eye? Um, I mean, really all of them, this, um, the receiver room in general, obviously the, the you know, the starters are, are extremely talented guys and done a good job, but there's the rest of the guys are, are all very talented. Um, they're fast. They're, they're, I mean, they all have their own nuances, but there's really, you know, they're really all, they're really all doing a really good job. It's hard to say that one guy's not keeping up with the rest of the group. I've been really impressed with the way uh, that whole group has performed. I feel comfortable throwing it to any of them. So, you know, that, that 
Um, not, I can't point out one guy that has done more and one guy that's done less. Hey, Joe. Uh, it's Josh Klein from the Riot Report. Um, at the end of practice, you had a chance to try and uh, kick it up to the upper deck. Uh, have you ever been able to uh, to kick it kind of that that far and that high? And uh, and um, honestly, never had the opportunity to kick a ball that high. But um, it was fun to try it. You know, it's definitely really far in the air. <laughs> Joe, uh, this is Miles Simmons uh, for Panthers.com. I'm just wondering, how do you feel like you've been able to acclimate to the league as, as you start here, um, especially given that you really didn't have much of an offseason and, and you came in a little bit there? Um, I think it's I'm, it's been fine for me, honestly. Um, just coming in here and just trying to focus on me and get my work done. I mean, it's really all it is. Joe, it is Joe Person with The Athletic here in Charlotte. Uh, welcome. And uh, wondered what the kind of the draft process was like for you. And were you surprised uh, not getting drafted and then, you know, having to wait to sign, uh, you know, with the team? Oh, uh, the pre draft process was, uh, wasn't that bad, honestly. I mean, coronavirus obviously kind of messed up some stuff for us. Um, didn't have a pro day. Didn't have any private workouts, so I mean, me not getting drafted isn't a, isn't a surprise really. Um, didn't have a chance to show what I could do in front of a lot of people, and um, which I was fine with that. And I was just blessed to get the opportunity to sign here and just compete with everybody. So I'm just trying my best. Hey Joe, David News with ESPN.com. Um, I know you might have gotten a little bit of a ribbing. I might be partially responsible. Others have put videos up too of balls going outside the uh, fence during practice, but. Uh, Oh, fun aside there, what, what was that? Was that part of behind the thing today to kick it out of the stadium? Or was that – how did y'all discuss that before? Did Matt just come up and say that you know, to you right off the bat at the very end? Uh, he just kind of said that to me at the very end. Um, it, was, it was a surprise. But, um, yeah, I definitely had one, one bad punt, one miss hit out of the – in one of our periods in practice. Um, just, you know, got to focus on me. Practice is made for mistakes, and um, as Coach Rule says – but um, the second punt that went over the fence the day after was actually a pooch punt that went out at the 15. So it was actually a good ball. Hey, Joe, this is about Jason Huber with WFMT Radio here in Charlotte. When you have – being in the NFL now, when you're having these – you know, when you have some struggles at, at practice, what's the key to, to not letting that, you know, get you down and get in your own head for, for the next day and just to try to bounce back from that? Yeah, I mean, you just got to honestly just got to forget about it. Um, take it one day at a time. You focus on the next day. I mean, one bad punt doesn't mean doesn't make me who I am. I know I'm better than that, and um, just gotta focus on the next day, the next punt. Hey, Elena, Getson from the Charlotte Observer. Quick question to start out. This might be a little silly, but do you prefer to go by Joseph or Joe? Uh, I prefer to go by Joe. Okay, glad I asked. Um, I guess just for you, did you grow up a Panthers fan, and what was it like when you heard that they were interested in bringing you in? Uh, I did grow up a Panthers fan. I'm obviously, I think y'all know that I'm from Columbia, South Carolina, and I stayed home, played for USC, and um, yeah, I grew up a Panthers fan, and it was an honor to get a chance to play here. So, yeah. Joe, um, okay, Josh, sorry. 
Joe, I don't know if you if you do this as a punter, but are there like are there guys that you grew up uh, idolizing is probably not the right word, but trying to emulate their punting style or their uh, the their career? Um, honestly, no. Um, I just like focusing on myself, and I have my own form, and that's what makes me me. So I'm just gonna keep focusing on myself. Joe, uh, how do you how do you feel about being a holder, and how comfortable are you getting um, in that operation with those other two guys? I'm very comfortable being a holder. I think I have great hands, and um, Joey's really comfortable with me holding for him too. And JJ's a great snapper, so it's it's honestly an honor to work with them. Joe, have you had a chance to uh, talk with Michael Pilardi at all since you've been here? I've talked with him a couple of times. Yes. Has he been able? Has he given you any you know advice, kind of telling you? Yeah, any advice here, how things are? Uh, he gave me a little bit, yeah. He said if I ever need anything, I could reach out to him. So, I mean, I'm very appreciative for that. Joe, uh, obviously the Panthers just uh, bringing in another kicker, punter. Uh, how confident are you that this is your job and, uh, you know, that you're going to be the, the full-time punter this year? Yeah, um, I came here and I expected there to be competition. And, um like I said earlier, I'm just going to keep focusing on me and just doing my best. Like, if I keep having days like I had today, it's going to be great. So, Anything else for Joe? Joe, uh, just any difference in um, sight lines or, or just the way that uh, punting in the actual stadium versus punting on the practice field, does it, do you get a little bit more juice when you're in there? Oh, yeah, definitely, 100%. But um, I've also played in the stadium three other times, and um, I love the stadium, so. It's great to get out there and just, I definitely get a lot more juice and a lot more adrenaline going when I'm in hunting in the stadium. So, yeah. Hey, Joe, I know you worked with um, Joey Sly some. You have the same kicking coach. What was that like getting that extra time to work with him, you know, even before camp? Oh, it was great. Um, it's definitely an advantage. Um, that's how Joey, me and Joey got to meet, obviously, from our trainer. And um, it was awesome. I mean, it's good. Joe, I'm ex assuming those three times we're all with the Gamecocks up here, uh, unless there was some high – well, there wasn't a high school game. So wanted to know if you had any connections with current Panther players. Uh, Dennis Daly obviously comes to mind. And then finally, uh, did you ever come to Panther games? Was your family, you know, pretty deep into it? Um, yeah, Dennis is awesome, man. I uh, played with Dennis, obviously, in South Carolina. He's a great guy. But um, yeah, growing up, my actually my grandparents used to live in Charlotte, so we came to one or two games. But um, getting a chance to come up a lot, they moved to Greenville. So um, yeah, I mean, it's awesome here, and I love it. Anything else, guys? Joe, would you mind elaborating on your relationship with Dennis Daly? Both you and him, when you guys mentioned each other, you got big smiles on on your face, like you like you had a like you just really enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, no, Dennis is an awesome guy, man. We uh, used to joke around all the time at Carolina, but um, every time I see him, man, so it always brings a smile on my face, man. So it's it's good to good to have him here, and it's awesome, man. So how nice is it to have the grandparents close by for some home cooking? Oh, it's great. Uh, it's definitely great. Uh, obviously, my mom and my dad also live in South Carolina area, and um, I got my aunts all live in Greenville. I got, I got a big family, so. Got some in Chapin on the Lake Murray, and it's good to have them all close. So. Are your parents still in Columbia? Yeah, they are.
Hey, Nash. Um, Jonathan Alexander, hope you're doing well. Um, you know, we saw uh, Miles Hartfield out there bouncing off tacklers. Now, I'm, I'm curious, do you, do you see him, could he do both sides of the ball, or, or do you want to see, are you focusing on, on what he does on both sides and, and we'll put him only on one side this year? Just kind of taking it day by day. Um, you know, with 70 guys and a couple of guys get hurt, you need help. You need help in a lot of places. So a guy who's versatile like him, you know, to get some reps on, to get some reps on offense and on defense is good. You know, he's smart enough to do that. So I think we'll just take it day by day with him and just um, see how, how he develops. The hard part is when you do both, sometimes you sacrifice your development. So we're trying to, we're trying to not do that. Um, we're trying to, you know, set, concentrate on one and at the same time giving them some reps on the other. So um, hopefully in the next week or so we'll really come to terms with where he is. And, you know, we'll see if, uh, we'll see if um, you know, that's offense or defense and, you know, kind of how it fits. Matt, this is Brett Jensen with WBT Radio. I'm just curious, uh, what was your assessment today? Did you like what you saw from the offense, defense? Did you think one particularly was more uh, – was better than the other today? Um, you know, I, 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 I see all the good and the bad, right? You know, so it's hard for me. Like, if the offense goes right down the field and scores, then you feel great about the offense and you're upset with the defense and, and vice versa. So – um, I was pleased with the effort. I think one of the biggest things is, you know, we, we played the amb ambient noise that will probably be played, you know, in the games. We played the um, we played the music up until 20 seconds. So we did everything just like a game. And I think the ability to create your own energy this year is going to be a major factor. Like which which side of the ball, which team can create their own energy without the fans there if you don't have fans. That, again, that's worst case scenario. And I thought, you know, um, that was a good challenge for our guys today to see how they did with that. So. Um, you know, I'm actually watching the tape right now. Uh, as always, anytime you watch the film, there's good things, there's bad things. The offense significantly improved their ball security from the last time we went, you know, something like this. The defense didn't get the ball out quite as much. Um, the offense had some big plays early. You know, the defense, I thought, played better late. So, it's uh, – it, it's, you always make makes you feel better when it's kind of back and forth and they're volleying. Um, you, you know, we uh, – we uh, make, makes you feel like, hey, we're maybe we're okay on both sides of the ball. So, We'll just evaluate it, look, you know, try to find all the bad things that are there and correct those and move forward. Hey, Matt, um, I was hoping that you could give us a, an injury update on Seth Roberts. We didn't see out there today. And, um, and in his absence, it seemed like uh, Brandon Zilstra uh, had a nice day. Just what you've been seeing from him so far in camp. Um, yeah, so, so I think Zilstra, the thing, he, you know, he, he shows up every day. He's had, he's had several good days in a row now. He's challenging for an opportunity. Uh, Seth Roberts is in the concussion protocol, um, so he'll 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 be out for for that amount of time. Hey Matt, um, you signed a, a, another linebacker today, um, having tried him out previously, and this is now sort of you know the third or fourth time you've brought in a linebacker throughout this offseason, having having brought in quite a number of UDFA's as well. Could you talk a little bit about what you've seen from that position at the lower end of the depth chart and what the thinking is between trying to sort of churn through those players? Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to constantly, you know, go out and see if we can find guys that, you know, that have ability that can help improve, you know, our roster. Um, so that, that's just sort of a mentality we have, especially in, in a year like this where, 
you know, if we have experience with more guys, if something happens and we have some sort of a COVID issue, there's guys out there that have been in our camp and we know them, we can bring them in. Um, I think the linebacker position um, is one that, that um, you know, we have Tahir Whitehead, who's really a, a solid guy, man. I mean, like just a good player, good leader. I mean, just solid, like salt of the earth type guy. And I think he's ready to, I think he's, He's on year nine, I think, but I think he's going to play his, some of his best football. He's in great shape. Shaq is a, a great athlete who, um, you know, got to 100 tackles last year and we'd like to keep him healthy and, and have him really take a step in his career. Um, you know, we have guys like Jermaine Carter and Andre Smith and Jordan Kudacek who have all, you know, they're all young players that played on special teams. And, and my, I've been challenging them to, you know, try to go see if they can play on defense, not just – don't just – relegate yourself to special teams and there's nothing wrong with special teams it's a great part of the game but see if you can help us ag you know we signed ag and he's a true pros pro and he's a guy that you know he could start for us he's a he's a really good player and fits us well so um you know we're just trying to constantly you know find guys like that and i'm, I'm just trying to find guys right now that are just tough guys who like to play hard i mean i think you know um if i can find a bunch of guys who are tough and like to play hard um you know we have enough stars we have enough you know high-end you know talent guys what we need is we need a gritty tough team that loves to play the game and creates their own energy and goes out there and loves the physical battle and guys like you know guys like ag bring that to our team and um that's what i want i want a tough team i want a gritty team and um so, you know, we're going out looking for, you know, looking for those guys when we have them. We'd love the guys. We'd love it to be the guys that we have, that we've trained. But at the same time, we also realize there's lots of guys out there on the street that are good players that can help us. And so Marty and Pat Stewart and those guys, you know, they're looking high and low at all positions. Hey, Matt, any other guys besides AG that, you, that have caught your eye in terms of that tough grittiness factor uh, over the first week? Yeah, I think we have some guys on the D line. You know, uh, Gross Matos is a young guy, but but um, you know, I really liked Zach Kerr today. I mean, he had great energy. He's flying around. He's a veteran. Um, uh, he he stood out to me. Marquise Haynes, F.A. Obata, those guys are always standing out. Have always stood out to me. Jermaine Carter. You know, I'd say one of the unsung heroes of the camp. One of the guys that like. We signed, and I thought he was going to be good, but I just love his work ethic, attention to details, Justin Burris. I mean, he's exactly the type of guy that I want to, to build this thing around. I mean, tough, fast, explosive, versatile. You know, he, he plays really loudly. You know, he doesn't talk really loudly. He plays really loudly. He plays on special teams. He doesn't complain. You get guys like him and Shin, you know, then all of a sudden you really have you really have something. So Burris to me, I know he's a starter, but he's been he's been one of the guys this camp, Joe, that that uh, you say to yourself, man, we we gotta keep this guy out here and really let him let him uh let him have an effect on the entire franchise. How about on the offensive side? You know, we mentioned the Zilstra. Um I'll be honest, I think Mike Davis has had a great camp. I mean, just a great camp. I mean, he's, he's, he's running, he's, he's getting open, you know, on the offensive line yesterday, I mentioned Johnny Miller. I mean, he's my kind of guy. I mean, he's a tough guy. I say the same, I'd say the same thing about Paradis, Chris Reed, Okun, all those guys, man, they're all, they're all tough guys. Um, Moten. 
Um, I, I'd say the type of guys that, you know, the, the, the guys are, I think, are having great camps. Manhurts, I think, has had a great camp so far. Zolster's had a great camp. Mike Davis, you know, those are the guys that, that, that you know, really stand out. I think Robbie Anderson's had a really, a really nice camp. Um, but, you know, Manhurts is a guy who's, who's a blocking tight end, who's developing into a pass receiver, who works at everything every day. Um, I say Alex Arma is a guy that's, you know, just, just showing us his versatility and saying, hey, coach, you know, you can, you can count on me. You can play, you know, you can play with me. And that's what's cool about this team. You know, like I said, we have, we have the, you know, the big name guys, and those guys are great guys. We, we're lucky that we have elite, you know, star players who love the game, you know, who show up every day and they want to work. But what we also have is we have this, this, this group of tough, hard-nosed, competitive guys who work really hard. Um, and they'll, they're getting better and better and better. And so if you're a rookie or a young player on this team, you have no excuse because you, you can't say, I don't know what you're looking for because it's, it's right in front of you. Hey, man, David Newton. Um, I know you had a little fun at the end of the practice today with uh, Charlton kicking the ball, trying to kick it out of the stadium and then trying to freeze uh, Joey Slide. Tell me how you came up with that and, and what, what that does for a team. Well, you know, they, they worked really hard, you know, uh, it wasn't perfect. And there's, you know, we're going to treat that like a game. Like they're going to come in on, you know, Monday and we're going to evaluate it and go through the good, the bad. And, um, so, but, you know, just, just to be able to get out of here a little bit earlier today, you know, we wanted to give the specialist some love. So we had JJ from the 10 yard line, see if he could hit the, uh, hit the, um, you know, the, any, any part of the goalpost, which he did. And we had Charlton see if he could punt it in the upper deck, which he couldn't. But then Joey's fly, if he could, you know, from the sideline, you know, if he could hit the, uh, I guess that's the hypotenuse, right? A squared plus B squared, you know, equals C squared. Could he hit the hypotenuse and make that field goal, which he did. So, uh, you know, it's a unique year, right? You can't go to the movies. You can't have, you can't go out to dinner. You can't take your mask off. You can't, you know, you can't get a food truck. You, you, there's all these things that you normally do at camp you can't do right now because of COVID, right? So how do you build chemistry? So, when, you know, thankfully on the field, we're able to do some of those things. So just always trying to find something silly or fun uh, to do with the players, you know, I mean, the, the coaches all ran conditioning with the players and then they I made them run, you know, four extra, which I don't think they were prepared for. So, you know, we just want to have the sense on our team that, hey, everybody here is tough and everybody here works hard and everybody competes. So we did the scrimmage, we ran conditioning, the coaches ran extra conditioning. And then we competed at the end, and that's uh, that's the brand. That's who we are, and and we're just trying to find fun ways to always do it. Hey Matt, it's Elena. I was wondering. I know we had what there was at least one drive today where the ones went against the ones. But what goes into your decision? It seems like that hasn't happened a lot thus far in camp. What goes into your decision about how much you want to see the ones against each other? Well, we go ones on ones the all the time. We we never go ones against twos or threes until like. So all the other practices have been all ones-on-ones, um, even when we're inside. Um, when, when we go live and we tackle, that's when I'll go the one defense versus the two offense. Um, you know, McCaffrey's had enough – he's been tackled enough, you know, in the train. He'll be tackled a lot this year. So I want Christian and, and DJ and those guys to be able to get a lot of work, but they don't really need tackled a ton right now. They're getting thudded and hit. So when we go into live work like today, what we did today was we went one defense versus the second offense, and it was live, so they had to tackle. So um, it was like a preseason game. And then we went the two defense versus the three offense, and they went live. And it gives the guys on offense, I mean, they're not cannon fodder. Those are good players. It gives them a chance to make, play, make people miss and make plays, which, you know, 
Hyman, you know, he, he, he caught the ball and he outraced him to the touchdown and scored and won and, and scored on the very first drive. And then, um, you know, I went one offense versus a two and three defense so that they get work, but they're only getting thudded. You know, again, I don't think those guys need to get tackled. They're going to get tackled enough this year. And we did that, I think, for the first, you know, 20-some plays. You know, I think there were six plays live for the one defense. I think maybe I went a little – maybe I went like 12. I went two drives like that. And then I stopped it, and the rest of the practice was one, ones-on-ones, twos-on-twos. Though I did pull a couple of the veteran ones um, on defense. I pulled KK and uh, Shaq and – uh, Trey, I pulled those guys all about 18 to 12, after 18 to 20 plays, which is what we determined we wanted to see from them. Uh, pulled Brian Burns because he's been, you know he's been dealing with you know a couple of bumps and bruises, and then eventually pulled Burris. Um, then the rest of the guys like Chin, they got 35 or so plays, and then played the rest of them after that. So, um, but yeah, we play we we go all ones on ones when it's thud, but you know the live part, I do think our defense needs to tackle. Uh, but, you know, I want them tackling the twos. I want the, you know, that's a chance for twos to show what they can do. And then I want our ones always going thud for right now. So it's kind of like a little bit of a matrix, you know, going back and forth. And then one of the suggestions from KK to me was, you know, I said, hey, what, what are some things you'd like to see? And he said, sometimes when we go with the ones, I'd like you to put some twos and threes in and see, see if they're up to the task. So we try to rotate in. So sometimes it might be the one defense, but there might be a bunch of guys in white out there. And we're just trying to give guys an opportunity with the one defense against the one offense and show what they can do. And, um, you know, if I evaluate, you know, if I evaluate, you know, you at the same position, but you're going against different people all the time, it's hard to do so. So just trying to mix that up a little bit, I think is, is really important as well. Hey Matt, uh, this is Miles Simmons. Uh, how are you feeling about your cornerback uh, competition right now? Yeah. I, you know, you guys are going to get tired of me saying this. I don't, I'm not even thinking about the competition part of all these things. I think it's too early to worry about all that. You know, I, I know those are the questions I get, but really I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, like each player getting better at his position. I think if each player gets better at yeah, that's right. I think if each, if each player gets better at his position, um, you know, I think guys should be competing against themselves and controlling what they can control and not worrying about everyone else. I know that's easy to say, hard to do, but really at the end of the day, no one on our team is playing at their top capability yet. No one's playing to their maximum potential yet. And, you know, in week one of the actual contact phase, I'm just trying to get everybody to learn the system, learn the technique, learn the details, get better, play harder. So I'm not caught up with who's where. And I know we do the stupid little, well, it's my idea, so I can't say it's stupid, I guess, but the little black jersey thing. But that, that's to create a sense of, we're just trying to create competition. We're trying to create guys wanting to fight, you know, wanting to fight for those jerseys. But really, uh, I'm worried about who the starters are going to be in two or three weeks. And the best way to do that is to get them better. So to answer your question, you know, I think we have a lot of guys with talent. Um, you know, they need, they need to combine technique, talent, and discipline. And when I say discipline, they're very disciplined men. They're disciplined workers, but the discipline with their eyes, you know, a lot of playing corners, your eyes and what you're looking at. So we're just trying to take the talent, the technique and the discipline and put them all together and put them into one package and, the light will turn on for each guy at a different time. So I don't get too worried about where they are right now. I just want to make sure our coaches are coaching them so that when the light goes on, we have a great, you know, great cornerback room and also a great defense. I had to follow up on the, the quarterback back backup deal. Uh, Will Breer spent a lot of time today talking to us about the mental side that he's really spent a lot of time working on. What have you observed in that and maybe even relate to him as far as help? Yeah, you know, I wasn't with Will last year, so in terms of his growth, I can't speak to it. 
Um, what I can say is I've liked his, I've liked his level of maturity. I've liked his work ethic. And most importantly, you know, I've liked his ability to take responsibility when things go wrong. You know, what, what people want from a leader is, hey, when things go wrong, you know, I did it. You know what I mean? When things go right, you know, we did it. And um, that's, what, you know, that's what they want from a head coach, and that's what they want from a quarterback. They want a guy who, when things go wrong, you know, hey, I did it. And um, I think Will has, has really, really grown in that phase where he, may, he takes responsibility for everything that he does which allows him then to get better. And uh, he did a lot of really good things today. It looked like on the field, you know, I'm watching the tape right now and very pleased with his growth. And again, I just, you know, where is he going to be in three weeks? Where is he going to be in three months? I think he's going to be in a really good place if he continues to stay on this very focused, very diligent path that he's on. And, um, um, you know, he's done a nice job so far. I'm sure he'll continue to do that. Hey, everyone, we have time for one more question. everybody good i'll ask one super super quick um just right. want to see if you have any update on omar bayless um saw him working on the side yes today yeah it looks like uh, unfortunately it looks like he's gonna have to have surgery um you know again it's an old injury that's been aggravated and i think they're gonna have to go in and they don't they won't know till they get in there the severity of it so it could be you know a short little couple weeks or it could be a couple months so um uh, again, you know, it's an, it's an old injury, so there's still, there's still a lot of questions about what exactly it is, to be quite honest. Um, I, I can't even tell you. I'm sure, they can, I'm sure Bruce could tell you. It's like, from, I don't know. I can't even. It's a big word. And, uh, but something in his knee or the leg that's, that's, um, that's old, that's irritated, and uh, they're going to have to go in and either shave it a little bit or have to repair it. So it could either be a couple weeks or a couple months. So, uh, but either way, he's uh, looks like he's going to be down for a while in terms of camp. All right. Well, thank you very much, Coach. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, guys.